This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. The new year is here, and now it's the time to plan your uh, year of home improvement. So uh, let's not make 2022 full of unnecessary frustrations when it comes to home improvements. You can join the conversation and tell us what's going on in your world by calling 877-MPB-RING. Uh, 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org and uh, a reminder, Fixit 101 re-airs every Saturday at 9 a.m. right here on MPB. How are you guys doing? It's good to be back. It is. It is. I, I, we made it to the new year. We're all together again. I'm happy about this. So, yes, me too. Glad, yeah. glad, glad to be back. Glad to be back. And I'm all ready for my 2022 projects. Santa right. Claus brought me an inversion table. So it's it's only what uh, an inversion table? Oh, for you to go upside down on? Yes. So I hang upside down. <laughs> my only complaint is if Santa Claus is going to bring me something, uh-huh. he needs to talk to those elves about assembly. Assembly, uh, yeah, yes. You know, because it comes in a box, and then you have to. Anyway, it was just this. Whole, I threw my back out putting it together. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Don't you have employees? <laughs> yeah, but I can't can make fix them. That, right? Put them. Yeah, to, right? I can't make them put together my inversion. <laughs> but I, I put yeah, that yeah, son of a gun together, and then they um, may want to see you. Yeah, Jeff can do down. that. He gets away with that. I couldn't do that. Right. <laughs> But I started tearing my deck apart because it was rotting from the bottom up. Oh, bummer. And yeah. I would uh, be on my hands and knees all day long, you know, backing screws out, which, yeah. let me tell you, just a, we should have a whole show on that. Right. And then I could just feel my back tightening up. Mm-hmm. And I would go inside, flip myself upside down. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the thing that people forget about what we call real work is that it's – how often are you actually just standing in a standing or a regular – sitting position you're never doing that you're never straining something you're straining something and that's why i gave up plumbing right (laughs) (laughs) to get to the plumbing you've got to turn yourself inside out you've got to contort yourself to get up under the uh, the kitchen cabinet or something like that i don't do plumbing anymore electrical's (laughs) not that bad but uh, plumbing yeah i don't do that right Electrical has its own little... Well, you can stand up and do electrical in most cases, or you can sit down. Right. Like, I'm replacing an outlet in my bathroom. Well, that's... I'm standing there. It's just not that big of a deal. Well, but if I, I want to deal this. with the sink, i got to get on my hands and knees, and I usually put a pillow down. It may be uncomfortable. <laughs> One of them won't kill you immediately, though. So, I'm just saying. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I could die under a sink, and nobody would ever find me. <laughs> Jeff, did you do any building during uh, during the holidays? Hmm. Hmm. No? We have two exercise bikes that have to be put together. Oh, oh Santa Claus didn't put yours together either, huh? No. <laughs> no, I didn't even know about it. But, uh, okay. Uh, and I need it. And they're still I, sitting there. Okay. Are these are the in ones? The box? Yes. They're still in the box. <laughs> they're still in the box. Yes. And so are these the ones that you can sit in front of your TV? Yes. So they don't go out on the road? No. That's awesome because you can ride no. in the air conditioning. Well, yeah. 
So okay, but um, no, we you know we really didn't. I don't have any projects going at home. Okay, I really don't. You know, because not till you open the box. Well, <laughs> yeah, but as far as building and you know we're. I missed you guys. <laughs> we're spending we're spending you know so much time down on the boat and right. you know I, in fact we we've, we've got a brand new project going in Biloxi. Um, we are building a <clears throat> fourplex. Uh, it's four separate two bedroom two bath units. Oh, cool! Uh, with a pool in the middle and uh, right. So Melrose we, Place, I dig it. Yeah. yeah. So we've we've got that project going. So um, you know that's that's always fun to. To branch out a little bit. Okay. Hey, I got an idea. Instead of opening your box on your exercise bikes, just put pedals on your motorcycle. Well, you yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> I do. Excuse me. I do have an electric bike. Do you? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, doesn't that, that really cool. defeat Why are we the purpose? Well, <laughs> Why are we yes, doing the stationary no, thing? No. Yes and no. Because when you get tired, you just go to electric okay. and rest for a minute. And um, and then when you're not, you you can pedal. So Nifty. you got those down at the boat. You got those at home. We have them at home, but we take them down to down, down yeah. to uh, um, um, Biloxi. The okay, awesome guys. thing about riding a bike in Biloxi is flat. Yes, but it's not. There's only a few places in Mississippi that are not true. So uh, those being mainly in the Northwest or area. Vicksburg. You ever try yeah. to ride a bike yeah, in Vicksburg? True. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> Natchez. Anyway, uh, it, it is a home improvement show, uh, a DIY show. <laughs> uh, it's the beginning of the year, by the way, and, and this is the time when actually you're, you're usually kind of looking forward to some uh, trade shows coming up. The, the home shows that come around, usually early spring every year, just about everywhere you are, these things come around. And they're so fantastic. Of course, we've got to figure out how this is going to work with, with, with what's going on in the world. What, um, Jeff, do you know anything about the Jackson Home Show? Uh, yes, I do. What's going on? Fact. They, we, we, this is going to be the first year that, that uh, we will not be at the uh, Coliseum the trademark area of uh, uh, fairground right. area. Um, we have, we have moved our venue to the Clyde Muse oh, yeah. Center. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right I, off not, the interstate. I'm not familiar with it. Oh, so, yeah. You're going yeah. to be quite impressed. Good. Yeah, good. it's awesome. It, it is. It's a great Beautiful. facility. Yeah. The, and we've, we've made another change. The show now is going to be from April 30th through May 1. I think that's fantastic. I do, too. Let and, me add that to my calendar. Please. I love that thing. And it, it will be from 10 a.m. to 5 both days. Um, the uh, event space right now is about eighty percent booked. So, wow! So we still wow. we still have some room for some exhibitors. That's so. really fantastic because you know that that puts us far enough out to hopefully get past whatever is going on right now. That's right. And and you know we'll we'll, we'll take on whatever April brings, but. But well, you know, it'll remember, be it'll be nice not to you know. Last year they did it really early. It's always in March, yeah. and 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 it and it interferes with with our spring break. Right. And, you know, right. we're we're trying to get the home show going, and mm-hmm. you know, half of our people are taking spring break somewhere. Right. And so yeah, I, I, I like the change. Yeah. So it's going to be Saturday and Sunday. 
Um, April 30 through May 1. Yeah, that's yeah, a Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they're not doing a Friday night anything. I don't think we're doing the Friday night anymore. Okay. Okay, uh, I did want to get this out there because I just I think it's so cool. Java brought this to, to my attention in the news. A new program for Mississippi inmates is helping to train, certify, and employ welders. Just think this is a really cool program. The program at Central Mississippi Corrections Facility uses new augmented reality equipment to teach welding. Participants will receive both in-person instruction on welding as well as use this new technology to practice their skills and be graded in real time. The program the program can help inmates become certified welders and connect inmates with employers to have jobs waiting for them upon release. And the first class of welders will be completely female oh awesome to emphasize gender equality according to officials so i mean i I, this is great this helps you know helps uh, everybody it it really does all the way around every every part of this is a good situation there was a program on the coast uh women in construction yes we had them on the air yeah yeah. and they were doing the same thing with welding yes so i love that they're doing that in the uh well, and, Prison and, system. and awesome. uh, of course, yeah, welders are needed everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And you can make but, bank on, if you're a welder. If you're on the coast, uh, you know, some of the biggest shipbuilders in the world are there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so that's pretty cool. Very cool uh, program. Have you ever tried to weld? No, no, it scares me to death. Yeah. It makes me want to Have run. you ever done that, Jeff? Um, that was one of my. Um, um, two-year courses when I was in high school. Really? So, oh, really? So, in okay. fact, fresh out of high school, that was my first job. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. I didn't know you, that. You can, you can weld and get burnt in places you didn't even know you had. <laughs> Thus, the in advancements fact, in training. Right, yeah. One of, the, one of the very first jobs I ever had in my life was welding the kingpin in Fruhoff Trailers. On President's Island in Memphis. Wow. Really? All day, every day. Wow. Hmm. I bet that got hot. Oh, it got boring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, all right. So one DIY thing before we go to break. Okay. Uh, I do have a project. I didn't do anything really over the holidays, but I, I found a project. Uh, and I'm going to leave this for you guys to simmer with, including the listeners. All right. So... I I was cleaning out my fireplace the other day because we've done many fires over, you know, when on the two days that it was cold. Anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At Christmas, what was it, 85? <laughs> right, yeah. But, but I noticed that there is a chip in the bottom of the concrete of my firebox. Mm. There's, you know, there's a concrete uh portion of the firebox the bottom of the firebox it's, right, it's concrete right. well it's it's chipped it's not cracked across it but but i think uh, uh a part of the you know the fireplace iron may have landed on it or something like that the kind grate of, came down too hard yeah yeah something yeah. like that so so uh i'm gonna leave that with you to think about while we go to break uh how might be the best way that i can fix that all right what do you think joe cool All right, so it's time for us to take our first break of the hour. Today, we're helping plan out your year of fixes on home improvements. Uh, Proper planning can save you time, money, and leave you headache-free when it is time to do the work. So stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to have a few fixes that can help you burn off some of that holiday weight also. 
We'll be right back. If you've got any questions, comments, or just want to tell us what project you've been working on, call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Malcolm White with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Every week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcast app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHI Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And before the break... We mentioned uh, we had some fixes to burn off for the holiday wait, so we're going to have some of that. But I wanted to talk to you guys about my fireplace. I mentioned this, that I, I think the, the iron in the fire kind of kind of busted up some of the concrete. So I thought, uh, is this something where I'm going to need to replace the entire firebox? And I thought, that doesn't make any sense. The bottom of this thing is still intact. There's not actually a crack there's just a, a busted up piece of concrete that, that has has come undone. So I'm like, I wonder if I could just float this with something, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, just float it with concrete. Well, my question is, what kind of is this a shown-off brick fireplace, or is this one of those fabricated with the artificial back? This is an insert. It's an yeah. insert. Yeah. 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 So you're not building a hot, hot like at my house. It's just matter of fact, my fires get so hot, I I have melted several grates. No, no. so it's not getting that hot. No, so no. it didn't happen because it was. It's not a heat. No, no. I'm probably somehow uh, in, poking the fire somehow. Well, move and, that thing around. And right, it, and it is on the bottom. Yes. Yeah. So and there's not a lot of heat there anyway. Right. Right. So, well, and so, but I, I think I think I'd like to try to float it. You know, with uh, some sacrete. Yeah, yeah. Um, they make products for fireplace patching. Really, I yeah. would. I, um, did, I would use. Um, I would use masonry mortar that we build our fireboxes out of. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. You can, you can pick that up at any brickyard. Okay. Um, I don't. I guess your big box stores may have it. I think they do over in that area. You know, if you go but to the I, contractor's desk and it's over to the yeah. right of the con- there's a whole wall, and I think it's there. Another thing you can do mm-hmm. is you can get what's called fire brick, uh-huh. and it's a thinner fire brick, Ooh. and you could pave the bottom of that underneath your. Um, That's not a bad idea. Ba, yeah, ba, 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 loving that. All right. Yeah. All right, so we are going. Uh, I want. I want to do an email real quick. We got an email during the break that I just that I just love. Um, so, okay, dear Fix It One One, I remodeled a bathroom to convert a traditional shower stall to a curbless wheelchair accessible shower. Okay. Okay. Nice. I did much of the work myself or with help from friends, but I hired a tile professional to do the floor. 
I had four different professionals look at the job, but two declined to tackle it at all. One said he would do it, but then became unavailable. And so I was stuck with using the only tile good uh, guy that would return my calls. When it was all finished, the floor was not pitched correctly. So water puddles over an area of about three square feet and must be swept towards the drain after every shower. I know the proper repair is to remove the tile, jackhammer out the concrete, and start over. But that would be very expensive and disruptive. Eventually, it may have to be done. But I'm wondering if I can get away with pouring clear epoxy in the low spot to level it out. No. And then (laughs) what little water would sit there would evaporate (laughs) if it isn't swept towards the drain. What do I have to lose? How crazy is this idea? Would a clear epoxy stick to the tile? Would water get under and grow mildew? Is this a really bad idea or a reasonable way to put off a major repair for a few months or years? Thanks for your advice, Mr. Puddles. Mr. Puddles. Oh, Mr. Puddles. I'm so sorry. Uh, Now, it's funny. He said the epoxy. I can say this. If, If you've ever felt epoxy with water on it and or soap in water, I don't know how one would expect to stand on it. Ever. Well, yeah, there's that, and then you're gonna you're gonna clog up how the wa- the water people don't understand. Tile is just the pretty. That's right. As all it is is That's right. is the pretty. And and see, first of all, he had a curb. The shower had a curb, which yes. which was which meant the shower was was um, put on the elevation of the house. If you're going to do a curbless entry. You have to depress that slab. Oh. You can't just bust the curb out. Huh. The curb is there to keep the water in. So if you're going to make a true zero-entry shower, you have, to, you have to chisel that concrete out if you're doing it after the fact. Mm-hmm. Sink that down a couple inches so you can make your mud bed and have all your water uh, obviously sloped towards the right. drain. Right. Because so. then it's what's happening in the tile and the grout mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that the water is literally seeping through the grout down to that mud bed, which is underneath it. Right. And if it's not done right, then you'll have water standing in there, and I'm going to guess if the water is standing on top of the tile, it's probably puddling underneath as well. Uh, It's going to probably if it's not waterproof properly. And then now what you've got is, um, and we get phone calls on this, they'll say, you know, my shower just stinks. And it's because the mud bed wasn't done right. Uh And it's not sloping. The water is not sloped right. So, Hmm. you know, uh, maybe somebody out there smarter than me can figure out a solution that doesn't require tearing the whole thing out. But I think you got to tear the whole thing out. Well, and and I was going to ask that. I was going to ask that. And he he even said it. He knows the correct answer is to tear it out. He's asking, is there any quick fix um, that can help this for a couple of months, or is it just, you know? No, squeegee. That's yeah, what he's doing. He's squeegeeing in the water right. towards the drain. You know, that, that, that word quick fix, yeah. it's, it's, it can get you in more trouble. Right. Uh, and that, cost you a ton of a money ton down the road. Money. So, so keep a squeegee <laughs> handy and ASAP when you have the funds to do so. They got to replace it. There are some awesome on uh, YouTube videos on how to construct showers. Right. And my uncle, who was very handy, actually did his. 
So it's not impossible right. for no, a DIY project. Right. There, there are there to, are a lot of methods out there to build the proper shelter. And there's even those. What is it called? Uh, the Schluters. Yep. Now the Schluter and system. The Schluter yeah. system. So you could buy a base. You know, right. rip out what's there and buy another base, and right. then tile over that. One other thing I was going to ask is, uh, since it's a shower, I don't know if they do these, but. Would it be a possibility to use, and I'm going to have to use a brand here because I don't know a better way to say this, but a, a bath fitter type situation? Could you put something over that? Well, again, he wants zero entry. Oh, yeah, um, you're right. Zero yeah. entry. Is I don't good. know. And remember, that, that, that sole purpose for that curb is to keep the water right. <laughs> in that shower so you can slope it to the drain. Right. Now that that curb isn't there, mm-hmm. my shower pan now is the same elevation as the rest of my house. Right. So that you cannot slope it to the drain without raising. Interesting. I got you now. Have you ever done, because um, I had this done at my house, and anyway, it was a mess. I had to get the guy to tear it out. But can you do a sloped curb? In other words, a bump like a speed hump speed instead bump of square. You, that, that's a good point. You you could do that now. That may be one fix for this shower. You could go in and build yourself a speed bump. Yeah, yeah. Put a little rubber seal right there. Raise the grout right. up and slope it. Yeah, I guess you could do that. Just make sure who, who's ever pushing you in the wheelchair. They need to get a running start. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, bump hump. <laughs> All right, TJ's on the line, and Kosciuszko's got a comment about a tool. TJ, what's up? Yeah, I'm the first caller of the year. Woo-hoo. <laughs> you bro- get the grand brother- prize. Yeah, my brother is retired, and he used to, he contracted for years down in the Delta. And he called me. Uh, he called me and said, uh, "I'm doing some volunteer work for a widow woman from our church, and I got it all done. Took a couple couple of days." And he said. Uh, she told me to go out in the garage that there's a thing out there, and she wants it out of that garage. And he called me, and it's a Shopsmith Mark V. Oh, complete. Nice. I have nice. no clue what you're talking about, but I know exactly what you're talking about. What I is it? I wanted one. I wanted one my entire life. Oh, yeah. And things are expensive. They're made yes. in Germany and assembled in the United States. But yes, it's sir. A, it's a bandsaw, a shaper, a lathe, a table saw. It's everything. That's wow. right. It sure wow. is. I remember watching the uh, infomercials on those. <laughs> yeah, those things. This one was made in uh, 1982. Wow. Oh, wow. I bet it's solid. It, I bet it's it, not light. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Well, it's made in Germany, so. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever run across one, get it. Or if I get tired of this, and I'll holler at y'all one of y'all. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I appreciate pass that. Pass it along. I've, I've, already, I've already got all these tools. I don't need more, but God. <laughs> It is a wonderful well, machine. Just the idea of having a shopsmith, you know. It is beautiful. I, I, I don't. I, I don't even know if they still make those. Do they? I don't think they do. No, they don't. But you okay. can still get you can still get wheels for the bandsaw and all. The okay. Parts and okay. The, and you the get line. your pieces, parts. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up on the internet, and you go. Oh, you ever run across one? Or I get tired of this one. Because I got all this equipment already, I don't need another one. Well, it's funny because people think of of things that are passed from generation to next. They think of silver and uh, you know, you know, like 
plates and dinnerware and that kind of stuff. Tools, man. Tools, Tools are a big thing to pass on. They're worth. They're worth. They're, every tool is worth more than you paid for it. Every tool, yeah. you know, yeah, because a, of what you can do with it. Yeah, my drill press is belong to my great great granddaddy. Yeah, here I'm sitting there looking at it. It still runs fine. Yeah. Anyway. All right, TJ, I appreciate it. Thanks for being our first call of the year, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> um, real quick, I wanted to cover this. We mentioned exercise in DIY. So, like, a lot of people say, well, I can't exercise because it's boring. And I would like to say that Just that's buy an old house. Usually where... You get a lot of exercise. Yeah, that's where Jason falls. <laughs> eh, it's not getting anything done. So. All right. So, uh, if you're looking to trim a little off the old spare tire in the new year... Here's some ideas. Try these essential fix-ups, and here's what calories you burn doing them. You ready? Building a fence, 340 calories calories per hour. Caulking. Well, it depends on where you stack the wood. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the wood got stacked in the front and you needed it in the back, right. <laughs> we're going to add a little bit more to that. Or it okay. depends on are you actually building or watching? Or watching. Right. Yeah. What are you doing here? All right. So caulking <laughs> windows and doors, 280 calories an hour. Probably because that's, you know, indoors for the most part. Cleaning rain gutters, 272. That really should be higher. Uh, you're using a lot of muscles. You really don't usually use when you're on a ladder. Well, right? you're going up and down that ladder, so yeah, yeah, be very careful. Interior painting, 136 calories an hour. It's not See, a, I think not even worth doing. I, well, I don't know. I think there's more because if you're going to paint a room, you uh-huh. got to take into consideration. You, you got to get on your ladder, put your tape up, get down right. off the ladder, then go get the paintbrush and get up on the ladder and right. paint that area. You got you're going to paint three feet. Then you're going to have to move the ladder. Although, I tell you something I got that I love. It's one of those raised platforms. Yep, I got one, too. It's amazing. I Folks, if you thing. ever need to, say, paint a room or something like that, mm-hmm. and you're of average size, um, they make a, a – a, it, it, think of it as like a step stool, but a couple of feet long. Um, and only, you know, only like a foot wide. It only has to be so wide. But it's about, you know, two to three feet long, and it has legs that fold under, and you just fold it out. And they'll and, expand, too. So you right. can go from, like, So if you need to do the up. top edge, uh-huh. you can do the top edge, like, without being on a ladder and having to hold your balance and all that other jazz. It's so. like mini scaffolding. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, now, I've done this one myself this year, and I can attest to this. It says chopping firewood is 340 calories an hour. Mm. Let me tell you what it was in my house. <laughs> my gosh, that was, it hurt. But uh, there's nothing more satisfying than splitting a piece of wood. I got to tell you, I just, <laughs> either with an, a, an anvil or uh, with a splitter. Yeah. It's just something about that. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I love it. Uh, mowing the lawn, 306 calories. Depending yeah. on if you've got a self-propel or not, if it's. Or it's a riding so, lawnmower. Yeah, or a riding lawnmower. Right. Yeah. Or like Jeff, pay the guy. Yeah. So. Right. Um, <laughs> planting shrubs, 238 calories per hour. That's a good one. That is a good one. Well, yeah. you got to dig the hole. Oh, yeah. man, digging is awful. I planted 10 trees um, over the holidays. Really? Yeah, and I was so fortunate. I had a friend who, who volunteered. You know, you got to be careful with me. She volunteered. She said, oh, I'll come help you dig those holes. I was like, game on. <laughs> Let me let me get you a shovel. Hang on, hang on just a second. I would like all of our listeners to know that that 
<laughs> that of course she called eight one one first to have her yard marked. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the truth is, is that I've pl- I've done so much in my yard. I know where everything is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been there twenty five years. So, all right, folks, let's, uh, we need to take a break. It's time for another break, and when we return, we're going to share some tips to help you get organized in the new year. Also, I've got several emails to get to, and if you want to get your question on the air, join us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspector at Inspector Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Uh, by the way, if uh, you're listening to the show and we were talking earlier about the home shows, uh, their timing and coming to Mississippi this year, if, 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 if you're associated with one of the other home shows within the state, please let us know. We'd, we'd love to know and love to promote that for you. Anyway, um, so we were talking about some emails going into the break, and I wanted to get to this for you guys. It's a really neat question here. About two or three years ago, I had an electric tankless hot water heater installed, right? I have uh, a good well water, but as uh, uh, I'm... Whew, I just need to read the script. As I'm sure you know, there's buildup that occurs in well water. I don't have a filter on my water tank, and I know my regular water heater had to be flushed from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to know what kind of maintenance I should be doing and how often, and should it be done by a pro? Thanks for your help, Barbara and Gulfport. Okay. Well, Barbara, when we tell you what to do, you're going to be the pro. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Then okay. it's, it's real simple. All right. Um, you are going to, uh, I think they have a kit that you can actually buy, but I'm going to give you the principle for it. You're going to get a bucket, mm-hmm. and you're going to pump water through the coil of your tankless water heater mm-hmm. uh, with a cleaning solution, and it's going to come out the other end. You have an inlet, and you have an out right. on, a, on a tankless uh, mm-hmm. a heater. Um, so you'll have a bucket there sucking the water up, right? And then you'll have another bucket where you're depo- you're depositing the cleaned the, product. Yeah, and yeah. you let that circulate. Right. And and I would do that at least once a year, probably twice a year. Yeah, manufacturer specs say once it, a year. Is it okay? Yeah, okay. but if you've got well water with all those mineral deposits, mm, right. I would probably do it twice a year. Yeah, okay. probably. I mean, just – but one of the things that I've seen, Jeff, is that sometimes on these older in- installs, they didn't put the flush valves in. Yikes. And if you don't have flush valves, uh, right. you're going to have to hire a professional. And if it were me, I would hire a professional to install the flush valve so next year I could do right. it myself. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's a good point. That's but a great you point. should have – it looks like – 
little faucets yeah. on the bottom, on the in and the out. Right. And if you if those aren't installed, and we call it all the time in home inspections, you can't flush it yourself. Mm. A professional would have to come in and disconnect the thing. Cut the line and cut put, the lines. Put those in there. And so, right. yeah, but those flush valves are real important. And you can look that up online and see. Well, that's great. I'm glad you said that because it's something that I'm glad that you can find resources for that. Uh, like you said, if, if you don't feel confident, uh, like Jeff said, you might be able to get a kit to help you out. Uh, certainly, there'll be online instructions and surely there'll be a video. Well, you know, and speaking of cleaning your water heater, you know, manufacturer specs, even on tanked systems, Mm -hmm. require or ask that you clean it out so you can flush your tank system as well. Right, right. All right. Now, Uh, I I do mine the lazy way. I I trip the... the TPR? Yes. Yeah, and, and let just, it flush and out And just that let way. it flush. Yeah. You know, I mean, it works. It works. What, do, what does it, the things that you just said mean? <laughs> uh, temperature, temporary, is it pressure, a, a te- relief, relief valve. valve. It's TPRV. On, yeah. Um, it's either on the top or the side, and it's spring-loaded. Of a tank? Yeah. Yes, yes, on a tank. Yes. yes. Well, they've got them on tankless, too. But oh, okay. Anyway. Yeah, and you just pull it, uh-huh. and you can hear the water running, and it's, uh-huh. and it's going out the emergency right. uh, um, uh, flow there. You know, that's uh, a really good idea. I've never thought about that, just to do it that way. You know, mine is in the garage, and I think about it when I look at it, and I say, hmm, let me go over there and just I pop it up and, you know, let it run for three or four or five minutes. That's a great idea. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Those, And let's just talk about the temperature relief valve for just a second. You can go. You can actually go online and yeah. search this. There are some interesting videos. There are some. Inter- the pressure relief valve mm-hmm. is to relieve if your if your water heater gets too much pressure mm-hmm. on the inside and there's not a relief valve that's operational. Mm-hmm. It's a bomb. Yes, it is. Right. And it there are videos rocket. showing them like shooting like fifty feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. So what's well, a boiler at that point? It's a boiler. You know, yeah. Just j- just imagine that your heater never cut off. Right. And it was set for, you know, 180, whatever it's set on. Right. So and then just imagine that that thermostat malfunctioned and it just kept heating and heating and heating until oh. that water came to a boil. When that happens, you, you you've got some serious uh, issues, mm-hmm. right, right, and that's why so, that pop off valve is so. Im- it, a lot of people could just call it a pop off valve, yeah, yeah. But it, if it doesn't pop off, it's gonna pop up. Yeah, oh. yeah, wow, it, 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 yeah. It's it, and actually, let me mention something. I'm glad you said that, Jeff. We had a caller right before the holiday about a, a furnace that wouldn't come on, and I made some discoveries over the holiday. <laughs> Because we're in Mississippi, we'll go from air conditioning to heating in yes. one, you know, Christmas. Oh, sure. yeah. You know, it was 85 one day, it was 35 the next. Right. And so what folks will do is they'll switch directly from air conditioning to heating. Mm-hmm. Well, the heater is like, I, what, 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 what do you mean you want me to heat? So what you have to do in order to reset that mm-hmm. sometimes is you have to either unplug the furnace mm-hmm. and count to 10 Mississippis. Yeah. Or if you've got a breaker, you can pop that breaker off and turn it back on 10 Mississippis and turn it back on. And usually then the furnace will reset itself and start up. So right. if you have problems, if you've been in air conditioning and your furnace won't work, try that. Interesting. 
I, I always wor- I wondered about something. Back in the day, I know the old thermostats on the wall had a setting for emergency heat. That's on a... What uh, is that? Oh, what is that about? That's a heat pump. That's a heat pump. Really? Yeah. yeah. What, or strips. Some people call them heat strips. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. In fact, we, we <laughs> I've said this before, we're the last person at the end of the road they stopped gas service right, right. before our house, so we we're all electric. So I, I have a heat pump, right? And uh, you can convert over to emergency heat. Um, I mean, I, I see, I see, like little gremlins th- throwing coal in a fire. What that, does that that's mean? What it is. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Emergency heat. It, it's like a, a Star Trek thing all of a sudden. So, Anyway, a number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Chico's on the line in Oxford. Uh, wanted to settle a dispute between him and his uh, uh, significant other. <laughs> Chico, are you with us? Yeah, good morning, y'all. Good morning. Uh, so uh, what is this little bit about? Well, what I got going on is um, I've got this buddy in Oxford that has a 1959 house, and he tore it down, had it torn down so he could build another one. Yeah. And he, and he told me, he said, you know, all this stuff in here, anything you want, take. So I took a bunch of the windows and doors and whatnot, which were good stuff, so I could mm-hmm. stick it in my barn with stuff I might use in 20 years. You know? Right. <laughs> and uh, so there was their kitchen had two doors going outside and one was locked 30, 40 years ago and had not been opened. It wasn't sealed, but it just had not been opened and it had a storm door on the outside that was also locked and had not been opened in decades. And it was a total wooden door with glass, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I took it and uh, put it in the barn and a redheaded woman is doing some stuff to the house we live in. And she wanted to, we had this folding door that everybody hates. It goes from one room into the laundry room. Right. So what she wanted to do, or what she's going to do, right. is take that old kitchen door with the glass, old wooden door, mm-hmm. and make a revolving door, or a, you know, a push door. Right. That uh, to go from one room to the other, which I thought was a great idea. Yeah. She could do that kind of stuff. And the side of the door that was sealed up between the screen door and the outside it, mm-hmm. it, it didn't get dirty but it got dingy and and uh paint started cracking and whatnot yeah and um so she got out of her pressure washer yesterday that she likes to play with and was going to spray, spray <laughs> the door. and i said no 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 don't first time i've ever told her no and 35 years and um she said what and i said you, you should not spray that, that door, that wooden door with that pressure washer. And she said, oh, it'll be okay. I said, no, no, you shouldn't. And, you know, she has a long list of things I'm inept at, and home repair and maintenance is one of them. Right. So she asked, what, I mean, what do you, how do you know about a spray washer and a wooden door? What, what would make you think that? And I said, because Jeff said Because so. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff says, says so. so. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you, Jeff's well, Jeff's thing. You I don't mean, use a pressure washer on wood. Well, yeah, I mean, especially a, a door. I, I don't, which swells. Yeah, uh, I mean, 
You'll get I, that water down I in would, there. It'll I, never dry. I would take a brush and, and you know, I, I don't mind putting a little water on it because, you know, when it rains, it's going to get a little water on it. But, but you're I'm, not injecting I'm, water I'm, into I'm, it. Yeah, I'm not going to take a high-pressure pressure washer and and spray my, my wooden door. It'll put grooves in that door for you. It will. It will. <laughs> well, I tell you, if you really want to see the impact of one, take it over to your air conditioner. Oh, it bends all the fins. So, so uh, Chico, I'm, I'm, I'm going with you, man. Um, I have officially uh, won the bet. Yeah, yes, you, you, you've, you've won the bet. You've, you've, you've won the bet. Yeah. And uh, look, I've got two boys in Oxford. You can, you can take my portion of the bet and give it to them. <laughs> 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 yeah, throw it up on some saw horses and get to get elbow grease and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Chico. Let's uh, let's keep moving here for a sec. Tom's on the line in Macomb. He needs help finding fence panels. Hmm, okay. Are you talking about actual lumber, Tom? Yes, the fence panels, dog-eared fence panels. Yeah. Where to find those? Uh, yeah, let's the see. Eight one specifically. Uh, everybody says they're not available. Um, well, that could be the case. That, that's very possible. Um, have you have you tried? I'm not sure about Macomb, but have you tried a local mill instead of instead of like well, a? Well, it's a supply thing. It's it just is. It's, it's just it's trying supply. to get them in. Something that I did whenever I was uh, working with my friend up in Little Rock is that we planned six months out because mm-hmm. we knew this was during all the wood shortage stuff, yeah. and I actually went online. Uh, to one of the big box stores and mm-hmm. ordered what we needed, knowing they didn't have it. Right. But then I was in the system. Right. And yeah. then, you know, two months later, it was able to be fulfilled. I mean, we're, we're, we're building fences every day, so you, you can get it's the, out there. You can get the product. Um, Tom, one of the are you uh, are you building with the, the pine boards or are you building with cedar? Because uh, the cedar fence uh, boards, uh, I, I typically see a lot more of those because they're more expensive right. uh, than you do the pine boards. Right. Uh, this all happened back during the Hurricane Ida, and I, I've been looking and looking. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Well, and you know what? Because you're in Macomb and in an area that, that the hurricane really did make some real stuff happen, uh, there may be a reason why there's a shortage, especially around you. Other people are building fences yeah. too. So. Yeah, you know, you you may have to come to Jackson possibly. I do that, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> well, I I have recently been to a home store, uh, one of the big boxes, and did see, you know, a couple of couple of crates full so yeah we kind of had that problem back when i was building a fence down at the pond Mm. and so we had to uh, because i had i had to order them ahead of time and then i took my trailer over there and picked them up when they came in Mm -hmm. okay all right tom all right you don't have to work i'll just keep looking yeah i would i would say get on the phone and then get your truck or trailer and head down to where you need to you know and another thing to think about too is i always do this whenever you're having problems finishing a a project maybe it's time to take a step back and think about a different way to do it and i do that with everything in my life you know if it's if it's a blessed or block it if it's being blocked there may be a reason 
that I need to just step back and reevaluate and try something different. And that I did that with my, the fence at my house is that I was, I was frustrated because the fence wasn't tall enough. Uh-huh. So I took some time and planned out. And because my fence was so tall, I used metal panels. I used old farm wood. I used different things. I was going to say is that is that you can and, and you can Pinterest this all day long, but boy, there's some other materials that you can use that that are more readily available that yeah. look great. Yeah, that so. look a little different. And some of the depending on how much you want to spend. I mean, you can go down to Old House Depot and they got wood coming out the wazoo down there. Now you'll pay a little bit more for it. Right. But it then it becomes maybe an an art yeah. you know, deco kind of type thing. And people I'm I'm telling you, folks drive by my house all the time just to see the crazy fence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um we're going to need to take a last break over the hour. You can call us with your questions, comments. Or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advisory and co-host of Money Talks. Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect it Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Uh, Joe is on the line in Picune and needs help with a well pump. What's going on, Joe? Yeah, how are you doing this morning? Very good. What's up with this well pump? Well, uh, I'm trying not to use well, but i got a pump connected to it to give it the pressure that I want in the house. Yeah. And um, the, the pump was cycling on and off every five seconds. It would kick on and kick off, kick on and kick off. And uh, I was told that the little air valve on the pump tank itself could be pumped up to around 30 PSI. And I went to do that, and it wouldn't go up, and it all of a sudden dropped down to zero. Now, I've still got pressure. It's still cycling on and off, not as often. But I'm trying to figure out, you know, is there a certain amount of pressure I should have is that bladder waterlogged or what the deal is on? Huh. I don't have yeah, any experience with a well pump. Joe, that is out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, Joe you stumped, stumped us. the world. Okay. So, Joe, here's what I'm going to do, man. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to do this, but we are going to put the call out there right now. So, if you're listening to the show and you're a pro and you know what's going on with uh, Joe's well pump and, and or have experience with this at all, we'd love to hear from you. 877 MPB ring. Uh, we don't have much show left, Joe, but we're going to try to get an answer for you if we can. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Before I wanted to go ahead and mention this email right here, uh, I have uh, I have to replace the cover door on my breaker box. Okay, uh, previous owners completed many updates to the home built in 1956, but there is no cover, and the home inspection re- recommended a cover. I had new outside box replaced, but not the inside. Where could I get just a cover? Thank you, a real fan. Electrical supply. <laughs> well, the key is. 
1956. Yeah. What, yeah, what kind it's of box a was it? Pushomatic. <laughs> You're not going to get. You're probably not going to get one. Yeah. Take a picture of it. Take it over to an electrical supply, and they'll give you the answer right there. As close as as close as they can get, or. or I don't know. You may have to redo that, too. It's probably the dead front on what it sounds like. Right, exactly. And so, because in 1956, they didn't really have the doors that opened and closed. Right, right. And so, I'm I'm with Jeff. You're probably going to have to either get something fabricated. um, I was thinking of fabrication because it's just a door. You know, and I tell people this all the time. Stuff wears out. Yeah. And electrical components... They wear out. That's right. Yeah. And so you you really, if you replaced your outside, it, it's probably screaming to the inside, na 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 boo boo. I got replaced and you didn't. <laughs> right. So, and I'd look at, you know, go ahead and spend the money and get the inside done too. That's interesting. Okay. So, well, it, it, I, I can't see why they would have made improvements, especially if they were electrical at all, and not have replaced the box inside. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, they do it all the time. And we see that quite a bit, where the yeah, outside just panel do, is... Do your, do your meter base. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, because there was probably an issue mm-hmm. with the meter base, mm-hmm. so we had to change it and not the and not the inside. Don't right. screw around with electrical folks. <laughs> right. All right. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Up next is Jeremy Wiltz and Jay White with Everyday Tech, followed by Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart at 11. Make sure to join us next Wednesday at 9 for more Fix It 101 right here on MPB Think Radio.